Hello, welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. I'm already still using the old slogan while I'm so used to saying it. I mean, both count, but this is Local Anaesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. There we go. Uh, my name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. And we can be found on our website, which is uh, lapodcast.net. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash lapodcast. We are on Twitter at at lapodcast. We're on Tumblr at tumblr.com forward slash lapodcast. And if you want to find us on iTunes, you can search for Alex and Rob or Local Anaesthetic if you know how to spell it. I'm not going to spell it for you. That feature died about, what, 70 episodes ago? Something like that? Quite a while back, yeah. 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 A N A E S T H E T I C. That's it, I think. Anesthetic. Yeah, are, we, are we just clarify? Are we bringing that back? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I see how the mood strikes me. And um, yeah, you can download all the episodes there. You can leave us a review. And if you want a, a feature on our listener story of the week, which we have at the end of uh, every episode, then you can email us at lapodcast.net at gmail.com. That's lapodcast.net at gmail.com. How you doing, Rob? Yeah, not too well. I'm, I'm okay. I think I might be coming down. I'm, I'll be operating around sort of 70 percent. I would say. Right. To so many listeners know. So above your usual, then. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Rob, can I ask you that over recent weeks you've now worn each time you come here a round neck sweater? Yes. And I'm used to seeing you in a V neck. You for years you just stuck with the V neck. Yeah. Why has the V-neck died a death? Is there a, another reason for this, or is it just that you prefer the Veronica, or is it whatever they had in Primark? Uh, no, the, v- the V-neck is still going, just on a, on a lesser basis. I, I like to think of it as, as my um, my backup sweater. Right, why is that? No, I mean, V-necks generally, you had a few, didn't you? Yeah, well, you know, I, I feel like I've matured in some ways, because, I mean, when I, like, for instance, when I used to, when I was 16, I used to think the high sophistication was turtlenecks. So, uh, this is absolutely true. I used to go around... Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I used to go in, into the pubs around uh, around uh, my local town in Venus Sweaters, because I used to thought the sophisticated man would be wearing those. A turtleneck? Yeah, this is absolutely true, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, going a turtleneck's going to look good on a woman, but not so much on a man, I feel. Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest, I think I must look like a prick. Yeah. Well, uh, did Sarah talk to you about the V-neck sweaters? Is that why you well, no, that? I think she, she sort of said, you know, I think... You need to buy some more of those V-neck sweaters. I mean, I, I literally can't. You need to buy some more of the V-neck sweaters. No, sorry, I, I need. I, I need to buy more sweaters in general because the yeah. V-neck. Because I couldn't actually remember when I bought the V-neck sweaters. I mean, we're talking years. I can remember it was about five years ago. Yeah, I'm also noticing that I think we have the same jumper on, just in different colours. That's true. Is that from Primark? I would prefer not to say, Rob. Right, I'll take that as a yes. Uh, mine's made by Atmosphere, Rob. No, actually, it isn't. Probably Cedarwood State, isn't that the Primark? Yeah, no, Cedarwood State, Cedarwood that's right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> atmosphere, I believe, is... Um... The ladies, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is Atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, Rob, can I start? Anything about the lesbian neighbours? Uh, no, no. Right, good. Um, just check. Okay, I won't ask you about that anymore. If you've got anything to say, you will just fill us in. Yeah, that's fine. Now, Rob, the first story... Oh, no, I, I, I went to a school, Rob, uh, in... Uh, Technically, actually, based in Catford. Right. A secondary school. And uh, a good friend of mine and his brother used to live in Catford, and I spent a lot of time at their house and in Catford, walking back to bus stops and walking from the bus stop, and I know Catford intimately. And Catford was always a place when I was growing up, and Tom, who now lives in Gloucester, will know this, having grown up there, well, having lived there for a substantial amount of time anyway, that there are lots of nutters in Catford, Rob, and you get to know a lot of them. There was a guy... Uh, a Rastafarian guy who was infamous, who, you, you know, you could... Uh, I remember him just walking into a pizza hut one day, just literally opening the door and punching a woman. <laughs> you, you know, and then leave. As you do. That kind of thing. Yeah. This man, I also remember, he's been around for ages. This man, I'm about to read you a story about. And I'm wondering if Tom remembers him. Tom, if you remember, drop us an email, drop me a text, whatever. It's from the 13th of November by Mark Chandler. And uh, the headline is, I will shoot you blood clot... Catford Man Fritz's bus threat. <laughs> yeah. I will shoot you blood class. Yeah, and I, I have a video of it to show you. Oh, brilliant. Footage has emerged of a Catford man yelling and threatening to shoot people on a bus. Nice. Um, the man, well known in the local areas as Fritz, storms down the bus shouting, Don't you ever fuck with me. Don't you know my reputation. I will shoot you blood clot. I will show you the picture and I want you to look at the reaction of the woman he's screaming it at. Can I just ask, uh, is Fritz German? No. Okay. In SE6, Fritz is almost as well known as the Catford Cat, surprising people with his antics, including jumping on buses, wandering into roads as tra- uh, wandering into roads with direct traffic, and shouting obscenities. Sorry, 
The cat of cat. How can you not know what the cat of cat is? Is that the thing that sits on top of the shopping centre? Yeah, the big right, cat. Okay. Yeah. Is that what it is? It's a cat. It's pretty obvious. It's a cat. What do you think of? There's a huge cat standing in the I've, I've been past it. I never actually noticed what it's it was. It's a black and white cat. Yeah. Oh, One wow. day that will fall, Rob, and kill somebody. And that would be a local anesthetic story right there. Um, just to show you some of his antics, this is him directing traffic, as shown on Twitter. Amazing, yeah. This good. is him standing on top of a pillar box. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he's turn, been turn, around. Turn around, turn around. Just show me the picture again. Right. Yes, I've actually seen this guy. How? Because um, I used to have to go over to um, uh, uh, Lewisham Town Hall, which is based in yeah. Catford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where about right off a new theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you like to see the... Uh, I want you to watch... I've maybe played it to you a few times. It's actually quite... I would have been distressed because he's very aggressive. Oh, I can't wait for this. You don't know my reputation. I'll shoot you blood. Now look at the woman he's showing now, Rob. You don't know my reputation. She doesn't seem to pay him any attention whatsoever. Oh my... I'd be terrified if this happened to me. She doesn't hasn't seemed to have noticed. I think she's noticed. Or I think she's petrified. She's just doing the pure terror. head technique. Yeah. yeah. There are a few. Uh, there were a few comments on this story from people who, um, who actually, uh, you know, uh, who who who've run into him themselves. So America one two one two says Fritz is harmless. He never bothers anyone. Obviously, that lady said or did something and got him acting like that. I see him all the time. And it's all smiles. Matter of fact, seen him two days ago and said hi and bye. No need to be scared. If he was going to lose his marbles completely, he would. Fritz doesn't own a gun. The only gun he owns is his fingers. Um, <laughs> I don't really feel that reassured by that comment. No, I know. Some people did comment, Rob, that um, apparently the way to calm him down is, is once he gets angry is just to start talking to him. So, you know, engaging with conversation. And again, Tom, who lives in Gloucester now, who I went to school with, he will remember there were people at school just like this guy who, who could pester you and kind of lose it. And what you have to do is just start them in the conversation about computer games, change subjects, and then suddenly they become as nice as pie. And that was the way you got out of the, uh, the situation. Right. Now, Rob, my last story is a bit more of a meaty story, and if okay. you'll pardon the pun. Uh, so this is going to take a bit longer than, the, 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 than usual. Um, it has to be spoken about, this story, Rob. Again, it's one of those ones I had to think about whether to read out, but I think, I think it merits to be read out. Okay. It's from the 11th of November. It's by Patrick Grafton Green. Wheelchair-bound woman banned from going inside Sidcup Cafe for, in quotes, being smelly. <laughs> this is a quite a tragic story, Rob, but oh. I'll just listen to this. A wheelchair-bound woman says she's being discriminated against after she was banned from going inside a Sidcup Cafe for being smelly. Kelly Sawyer... Now, that's I don't that's that, unfortunate. If, I've got, if my friend is listening, I don't know if that's any relation. Kelly Sawyer of Haven Close... In Sorry, Sawyer? His surname is Sawyer. Okay, I thought you said Soiler. No, no, her name isn't Soiler, Kelly okay. Sawyer, it's Kevin Kelly Sawyer. But that would have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Sawyer of Haven Close in Footscray ate lunch regularly at Starburger in Sidcup High Street <sighs> before being told she could no longer sit inside the eatery. So she eats there regularly, right? During the summer months, a 34-year-old sat in a seated out area outside, but she decided to move indoors last Wednesday, November the 7th, because of the cold weather. Ms Sawyer, who suffers from spina bifida, which is a very, very serious mm. disorder, a congenital disorder that affects the spinal cord and has left her paralysed from the waist down, says she was told almost immediately to get out. <laughs> and, I mean, she, surprising, I, 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 don't, I don't want to cast aspersions on, on the customers of Starburger, was it? Starburger. Uh, but uh, I can imagine that... Um, how do I put this? I mean, I don't know, but I, I get the impression that the clientele may not be that desirable. For, for, so for her to actually have um, her own sort of... Bottle, bottle Just on a name, you're going to go with that? Yeah, I think so. Right. Um, she said, basically, I went to a cafe. It's one that I always go to, except during the summer I've been sitting outside. It wasn't great weather for this time I sat inside. I got to my table where I normally sit. I made sure I was out of the way of everyone else. Despite this, the guy working there, he basically said to me, you cannot sit inside because the customers have complained about you. I said, so are you barring me? That's discrimination. He said, yes, I am barring you. At this point, I did swear. I did call him a wanker. <laughs> I was quite angry and I expressed my anger. Miss Sawyer had eaten at the cafe twice a week for the last 10 years. I'm usually enjoying a toaster or a chicken burger. I'm just going to show you a picture of her. Rob, eaten there twice for the last 10 years. <sighs> you bastard. <laughs> I mean, there'll be many reasons why she is very big. For the listeners, she is enormous. And the reason she's enormous is, number one, she's paralysed, so she can't get exercise. And number two, she's eating in a burger joint twice a week for Wait a minute, years. okay. Let's, but let's then just... again, to be fair to her, I don't blame her, because why shouldn't she have her little luxuries, you know? So let's face it. Okay, so that's uh, so 52 weeks in a year, two burgers a week. So that's 
104 burgers a year times uh, 10. Mm. So that's 1,040 burgers a year uh, in, that, uh, over in, the decade. Yeah, I have a burger a week, Rob. Do you? Yeah. Looks like she's had more. But I make it at home. No, that's, that's better. Yeah. And also, I'm not really... I don't know. I, I would be questioning what quality meat goes into the Star Burgers burger. Yeah, well, I use um, um, uh, dog meat. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You like it, don't you? Uh, yeah. Or sometimes Fox. Mm. A spokesman for the restaurant said she wasn't very clean. So bear in mind, with, with everything that's happened here, Rob, right? Yeah. With everything that's happened here... Wouldn't you, as the owner of Starburger, come out and just try and make amends? Do you know what I mean? Try and bury the story, say, look, we're really sorry, offer her something. Yeah. This is what he says. She wasn't very clean. She had a very bad smell. That was the reason we told her she couldn't sit in the restaurant. We've had lots of customers in the restaurant. The reason she's not allowed to come inside is because of her very bad smell. We offered to put her outside and serve her there. No! But she, but she came inside. That's disgraceful. Just imagine her sort of in yeah. a wheelchair in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> and he just sort of... You know, By the bins. They cautiously opens the door and just hands the burger. The restaurant was full. People started to complain. They saw a response to these claims saying, I don't think that's fair. I'm clean and they've let me come in the restaurant before. Now, Rob, comments. Make up your own mind. Okay. okay. Some of these comments, Rob, honestly... Mouth Almighty says, This is disgraceful. I hope someone in social services is reading this. If Kelly's having difficulty with hygiene, which is understandable because of her medical condition, plural because medical conditions, plural because she may have more than one condition associated with spina bifida, home care should be given free because some disabled people have to choose between eating properly and pleasurable activities against paying for personal care. It's not fair. Very reasonable. I was about to say, sorry, that, 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 that's far too reason for the, the new shopper. Yeah, unfortunately, Rob, what we get in response to that kind of comment is this. RM82 Liz says, In the course of my work, I've come across this lady, and I have to say that she really does smell quite bad. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's so bad you have to hold your breath while she is around. It's very sad. I feel bad for her, but I can understand why the customers would complain, especially when eating. How can a business be expected to prioritise this lady just because she's in a wheelchair and run the risk of losing other customers? There are many people in wheelchairs who do not have personal hygiene issues, and perhaps rather than attacking the cafe owners for asking her to leave, why haven't you contacted social services? On her behalf. Mumcab says, Rob, the compassion in this comment is is unbelievable. I mean, it's like, you know, you imagine the great compassionate people, Jesus, Gandhi, yeah, etc. Mumcab, Mother Teresa, etc. Mumcab says, sorry, but if she smells, then she should do something about it. All she's doing is embarrassing herself by going to the local paper about the issue. Maybe social services should provide her with a care if she needs help with personal hygiene. I feel very sorry for her, and I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but she's not doing herself any favours going to the new shopper with her complaints. Uh, Jewel Carr, 33, says, My friend and I witnessed this lady a few years ago in Sidcup Library. My friend was nearly sick from the smell the lady was giving off. Even then, we said she should be getting the proper help she needs. I don't know, there's something about the phrase, witness this lady. It sounds like you've, you've witnessed some sort of, I don't know. It's repulsive. Yeah. Spellcheck says, I know her too from the air and she smells appalling. <laughs> I could not be eating in the same vicinity as her. It's putrid. <laughs> She's not being discriminated against because she's in a wheelchair at all. She just smells vile and shouldn't be permitted into an eating establishment until she's sorted the personal hygiene issues out. My partner works in the nail shop and has said the same. So presumably she goes into the nail shop. What lovely people these are, right, Rob? Uh, Rip Ticknick UK says, I think some of you heartless folk ought to research the precise condition this poor lady has. It doesn't just cause physical disability, but all sorts of other problems. Hence why it is discrimination. Um, and in response to that comment, Concerned Era simply says, then she should get more help and wash. <laughs> it's that easy, Rob. Yeah, you're right, Alex. It's it that is. easy. People do realise how much disability benefits have been cut to the bare bone, don't they? Well, not in, not in all parts of the country, no. No. Uh, so, I don't know what you make of that, Rob, but I thought, well, I can understand both sides of the argument, that if you're, if you let her in, and you drive out the customers, that's not a good thing, but to me, what's missing in all of this is it's got nothing to do with the cafe. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with her. It's got to do with the lack of fucking services in the middle. Yeah, that's true. And also, I mean, there's an easy solution to this. What? Just use a fast food window. Ah, uh, right. In the drive through Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Okay, Rob, have you got a uh, story for us? Yeah, two stories. Uh, Relatively short stories. Uh, the first one is from the Ilford Recorder. I've just, I stopped calling it Woodford Recorder. I've kind of called it his, his proper name, which is the Ilford Recorder, which covers Woodford. Rob, can you please call it? Can I can I request a change in that? Go on. Can you please call it the Woodford Recorder? The Woodford Recorder I love as a phrase. It sounds incredibly whimsical. 
And I do genuinely, because it's, it's a recorder in it yeah. and it's got wood, it does sound like a brand of recorder. And whenever you say it, I can hear. <laughs> and you can imagine, like, kind of like um, hippies, you know, sitting around a campfire rather like we were. We I thought you were about to say, like, like an elven forest with fairies. Yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah, the Woodford recorder. I really okay. like it. Yeah. We'll keep it as a Woodford recorder then, because yeah. the paper is And you say it, it quite nicely as well. Okay. Like the way you say Woodford is. is well, here we are. It's warming. from the, uh, the Woodford recorder. Um, the headline doesn't turn me on. I think just one of the clues. It's good to know. Thank you. Dog owner sold food forty months out of date, making pet sick. Another out of date food story. Yeah. Well, we no. have to have one. No. Uh, the story is by uh, Mark Shales and uh, goes like this: Prethpreth go burden. I'm sorry. Rob, what are you talking about? This is the this is the man in the story. I, I was practicing. Can you just call him Prendeth? Yeah, we'll call him Prendeth. Eighty-four Roman Road, Ilford bought a two-kilogram bag of Harrington's Complete Turkey and Vegetable Dry Mix. <laughs> Can we call our episode Harrington? What was it? <laughs> Harrington's Complete Turkey and Vegetable Dry Mix. <laughs> yes, we can. Episode title. <laughs> you didn't notice that, did you? No, no I didn't. <laughs> uh, from Aslan Ripple Road, Barking in September. But after his two-year-old pit bull terrier King ate some of the product, uh, the products. His beloved pet became violently ill and was rushed to the vet where he was given an injection and treated for trauma. How do we... <laughs> do you have to go and see a counsellor? Yeah. How do we know that it was the Harrington whatever it's called? How do we know it wasn't coincidental? And we don't really. Something else? I mean, it's quite... A, also, it's quite... A, 14 months. You would have thought a supermarket would have picked up on that. Oh, it was 14 months 14 out of months day. out of day. Right. Um, when Prendeth, who suffers from arthritis and poor hearing... <laughs> Not sure why it's relevant. Mm. Check the packet later that day. He realised it had a sell-by date of July 2013. Mm. Family friend uh, Shamina Patel, 30, then wrote to the supermarket giant on Prendon's behalf. Although he received a £50 gift voucher, more than covering the cost of the dog food and vet's fees... What's his problem then? He is, designing, he is demanding more to be done. Hang on a minute. If it covered... Hang on a minute. It covered more than the vet's fees. I don't know where he's going for a vet, but I don't think a vet will even look at an animal, literally look at them for more than... Uh, in less than 50 quid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very There's true. no way that dog... So I... Maybe he's... Yeah, maybe the vet is, was very generous. Yeah, it's true. Uh, how can dog food be left on the shelf for that long? Don't they do check, said Shamina. It's disgusting. What if it had been baby food? Hopefully it wouldn't be baby food in a, in a dry bag for him. Shamina and him a couple? It doesn't say, no. It's just a family friend, apparently. Right, family friend. Yeah, who's also in on the scam. Prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I completely retract that. That was said in the name of comedy. I'm sure she's not. He's quite a lonely person and doesn't have anyone apart from King. The dog is his only family. He was really traumatised by everything. So she's really talking the story up. Oh, no, no, don't be Rob, Rob, he's 84, he's lonely, he's got nobody, and, yeah. he's, and he sees his dog, and you know, he must have been really scared his dog was going to die, so he must be fucking spitting bullets that this, that this shop has acted in such a... Well, because they have, they have acted in a very dangerous way. Yeah. Uh, strangely compassionate, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it took me... That's uh, not me for six. Um, it, took him, it, it took a while to get over it. He felt insulted by the apology and the gift card and now wants to seek compensation. Oh, hang on a minute. Insulted? Yes, insulted. Right. Well, to be fair, I think... Well, okay, yeah. A spokesman for the, for the supermarket said they apologised to Mr... supermarket? Uh, Asda. So this was a supermarket? It wasn't a, a supermarket. Little, not like, like a corner shop. No, a supermarket. I don't think corner shop would sell that, like, that big a bag of dog food. But I thought it was a pet store, but Asda... Asda and Tesco are really getting in the neck of these stores. Yeah, really. Very much so. Increasingly so. Um... I suppose from That's why I said you should always shop at Waitrose. Part of the John Lewis partnership. They're sponsors, Alex. There's no chance at that. Eh? We're too left-wing for them. For them. <laughs> uh, I suppose for the, for the supermarket said they had apologised to Mr. Perdeth and no comments have been received. Uh, she said she was confident it was an isolated incident. Store workers have since been briefed to ensure they are following the right date, date checking procedures. Yeah. Well, that must have been a long briefing. Check the date on the labels, you cunts. Well, which kind of implies they hadn't been doing that beforehand, so they just been leaving it on the shelf for indefinite months on end. Uh, she also said the general manager personally checked the shelves but found no other product. Uh, <laughs> he personally checked it. Like he couldn't trust one of his underlings to do it, and he <laughs> weighed it out. I personally checked the shelves. Um, well, what if they'd all been bought up? That's true, yeah. Well, apparently, this is the only dog that got ill off it. Exactly. Uh, I've got a huge you're... fucking bag of this stuff here. Yeah, what? You haven't even got a dog. No, I snack on it, you know, when I'm a bit hungry. Oh. You, just, you just put your hand in, pull it out. It's like eating nuts, you know? I didn't say it was going in the burgers as well. 
No, no, I, I have it with, I have it like, with, it, rather than cereal, I have it with milk. Oh, so you're right. Mm. Um, one comment by John Blow says, whilst I'm pleased that the dog has recovered, I cannot understand Mr. Gubhudden wanting further compensation for this incident. He's received an apology and a £50 gift card. What, could, what, what more could he possibly want and why? £100. Yeah, or, you know, I don't know what else. Maybe another dog. Um, I would be more than happy that a my dog was well. A young maybe. <laughs> well, he might have that in, in the family frame. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I was happy that... Um, I'd be more than happy that my dog was well and my costs were covered. My second story is from the Croydon Advertiser. Um, the headline... Children's toy called Cock Happy on sale in Croydon's Whitgift Centre. Cock Happy? Cock Happy, yes. <laughs> I want to please tell me more. It so, so I suddenly had a flashback of the carton of milk uh, from last week that looked like it had a huge oh, yeah. dick on <laughs> Yeah. Did you put that on Chris? Facebook? No, I didn't. Oh, I'll, put, I'll put it when, the, um, when it's posted. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, it wouldn't on the face of it. It seems to be the most appropriate name for a child's, child's toy. The Cock Happy Electric Chicken. Oh, that's a good episode title as well. Um, oh. The Cock Happy Electric Chicken. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's a difficult choice. It could, it could be a double battle. We could name it Dog Food and the Cock Happy Electric Chicken. It would be a long episode title. How do you decide, Rob? Because I know you decide these. How do you ever decide? Is it... What, how do you... Do, 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 or is it... I... Do, do you know... I, I generally just... I, I'll keep reading the sentence. And I think it's you, the one... You write that, it down and look at it. Yeah. And then it's the one who, that makes me smile the most. Okay. Um, Scientifically. Yeah. The Cock Happy Electric Chicken... Also, I thought you did some kind of proper polling, you know. Well, it, it would just be me, Alex. And, you know, I've only got that... Only so many personalities I can poll. Right. I have a problem. <laughs> The cock, happy, the cock Happy Electric Chicken on sale at a stand at the Whitgift Centre is described as being uh, a baby plaything on its packaging. Just the right of its innuendo-laden name. What? Can I see this? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'll show you. You cannot. They, 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 either they, they're sick people or it's from, a, or it's from like uh, some eastern bloc country. I think it's a translation. Yeah. Uh, Twitter user at Macy Windy posted this photo earlier with a sample message seen in Croydon. Uh, maybe Happy Cock would have been a better name, or maybe not. I think Happy Cock. I think would have Happy been worse. Hen would have been good. Yeah. Or Co- Happy cocky, Chicken. Cocky Cock. Cocky Cock. Right? There's my my Cock Happy. Oh dear God! So for the listener, it is a picture of a um, like a rooster. Um, it's like a plastic kind of rooster, um, and it just says Cock Happy. What does that say? Something plaything. What does it say? Baby plaything. Cock happy baby plaything. Rob, Rob, there's something Rob, about those two whoa, faces together. Whoa. Have you, Rob? Underneath it, they're selling um, uh, so j- the same brand. So that's the cock happy, and then they're selling an elephant. Well, I've never seen an elephant that looks like that. Have you? It looks like a dragon. <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? It's green. That's a lizard. It looks like a huge green dragon for the listener. You've got to put that up on Facebook, Rob. Yes, I will. But also, you can get... They're in different colours. Yeah. Comments. <laughs> Cock <laughs> Can you imagine? What, what store was that in? It was just It was just on... I think it was just... Uh, I guess... Do you know... Cause, you, like know, you, know you know the Whitgift Centre. Yeah. You know that in, in the centre where the shops are, in the, in the centre they actually have these little stores that sell those really cheap, quite tacky... Gifts that you know will probably fall apart within a matter of hours. Where you go for Christmas presents? Basically, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, that's where it was. I'm not saying I bought some for a few. We people. should buy one and uh, have it as a listener gift. Oh no, that's not. How much was it? It's a sale, man. <laughs> oh fucking hell, Rob! It's not going to be expensive. Eight quid, Alex. So that's four the... quid each, Rob. Eh? Oh, I would do that. Although that, that is for the elephant. Do we want to get? We'll maybe get an elephant and a cock. No, I think we need. I think the do elephant. Do you think we need the cock. the cock happy? Yeah. Okay. Comments. Uh, Umma Gummer says. Uh, why not go the whole hog? Or is it? Is it that? Is I'm sorry. Um, Umma says, "Why not go the whole hog? Or is that swine?" And rename the the French, or is that froggy sporting mo- motto La Russe Sportif? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. What point are they making? I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, and he goes on to say, "Go back to reading the Independent." It's not the word cock that's at fault. It's your filthy sewer of a mind. No, no, it says cock happy baby plaything. Yeah, that, that is that is the issue. <laughs> uh, 
La Fantastica says, how about renaming it Rooster Happy? That's yeah. my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Umagama then says again, it's a great toy. I have seen many happy mums watching their kids enjoy it, enjoying playing with it while they relax with a nice hot bowl of cock soup. Mm. <laughs> no idea. Not a clue. And uh, Croydon Reborn says, <laughs> they should sell this at a stand outside Ann Summers. Mm. If it, if it, if it, if yeah, he was getting comment. involved. Yeah, he shouldn't have bothered. No. Rob, my next story, I would say, settle down for this. Okay. Is the most intriguing story we've had in a long time. Right. You always like to know on the goings on, Rob, because you know I tend to read more stories from the new shopper, but down in the Bournemouth area. Yeah. It just gives you an idea of the completely different flavour of stories that happen down there. But um, it's different, different calibre of people, Alex. Rob, this is an incredibly intriguing story. I right. think I think it's a gem. It will be. I think I don't know. I, I've got a feeling it could be one of our our best of this year. I don't know. Maybe just okay. because it's different. Um, it's by Darren Slade. It's from the twelfth of November, and the headline is in quotes: "Good luck facing your own anger." Health shop's email response to customer after he makes a complaint. <laughs> what? Now, Rob, the details in this story are absolutely incredible. A customer who complained about the service at a shop was told he was wrapped up in his own ego and needed help, in quotes, facing his anger. It gets better, Rob. Jonathan Perry had emailed a health food shop after the assistant there refused to dispose of his empty container of tablets after he bought a new supply. Shop staff are standing by the strong reply, insisting they had been offended, insisting that they had been offended by the episode. Rob, th- this group of shop staff, right, are absolutely extraordinary. Just prepare yourself for this. Just a bit, so it's a health food shop. Yeah. So they're um, fucking hippies. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Mr. Perry of Nivington Road, Bournemouth, had visited Earth Foods in oh, Southbourne, Southbourne Grove, and bought goods worth forty-five pounds from the assistant. Fucking hell. He said. To ensure I bought the right tablets, I took the small empty container with me. After paying, and as I had no pockets free, I politely asked if she would mind disposing of the old container. A curt no was the response. He said he had spent literally thousands of pounds there since the mid-1990s and had been upset by the experience. I know I could get the product far cheaper on the internet, but I choose to support the high street small shops as I also have a business, he wrote to the shop. The reply from Mahadev of Earth Food said... Occasionally, customers in our shop are so wrapped up in their own sense of self, ego, that they overreact when their ego gets hurt. The letter said he thought it was better if we go our separate ways. (laughs) (laughs) And signed off, wishing you good luck facing your own anger. You arrogant prick! (laughs) The assistant... No, Rob. You'll hear why. The assistant who served Mr Perry has since written to him, saying the shop had trouble getting rid of its litter and preferred customers to recycle for themselves. Mahadev, who did not give his last name, said... We're not an ordinary health food shop. We like to talk to people as human beings, to human beings. Some people don't like it. They think we should be in a submissive role, and I don't think we should. We don't have to be nice to people because we are paid. We're not prostitutes. (laughs) So, what is wrong with this man? (laughs) Well, he's obviously got huge issues with authority. So a customer comes in, asks him to throw her tablet, and he thinks it's demeaning him and making him a prostitute because suddenly they're not peers. He's being told to do something. I'm not an assistant. (laughs) That's why my reaction was strong. But his reaction in the shop was strong. Owner, Carl Hardman. (laughs) Nice. His name is Carl Hardman. Uh, Cock happy. Said the shop had been recycling the public's glass containers since the 1980s. But he'd been told by the council that it should stop because it also handled food. So that is the story. Now I have... That's it. I have the letter. No, we never. We don't get, as commenters have pointed out, it's one side of this. We don't get how this bloke behaved. We don't know what his letter was that he wrote to the shop. We have Earth Foods reply. Right, dear long-standing valued customer, uh, the words Mr. Perry used in his complaint. Occasionally, we do encounter customers in our shop so wrapped up in their own sense of self-ego that they overreact when their ego gets hurt. The shop has provided very needed community service for over thirty years educating the public in self-help and prevention of many illnesses, including cancer. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry? Yeah. He's claiming that his, his health food shop is... I'm not going to pass judgment, Rob, God, but I, I have no issue with alternative medicines, but I, 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 if I were them, I wouldn't have put that in the letter. <laughs> if you are so hurt that you can't see that and put aside your personal issues, then yes, it's better we go our separate ways. When I was in Paris, I had the same thing <laughs> 
How is this relevant? Listen, when I was in Paris, I had the same thing happen to me. The shop assistant, that is not yours or my paid servant, had refused to deal with my own rubbish. So he's saying that you shouldn't treat your shop assistant like... He's pointing out to this guy, we're not your paid servants. I never had in my mind any anger towards him and a reaction like yours. In therapy circles, it's well known that a customer often comes to shops because they're missing something emotional from their own life. (laughs) (laughs) Then they presume they have the right... Come on, psychoanalyse someone because he asked you to throw a bottle away. Yeah, he's he's only going to the shop, Rob, because he's got emotional issues. Right. Then they presume they have the right to take it out on someone that has been paid to to be there for them. Yes, we are there to help. As I said, we are not your therapist, rubbish remover or personal servant. So wishing you good luck facing your own anger. Madiv. Some speeches, which on a podcast isn't a good thing. Didn't I tell you this was one of our most That's extraordinary amazing. stories of the year? Um, comments. Now, Rob, I believe this next co- the next commenter, the comment I'm going to read out is from a customer uh, from a commenter called Tesco Customer Service, which I assume can doesn't actually speak for Tesco Customer Service. I really hope it does. I think Tesco Customer Service needs to put an injunction on this person. Right. I might have to shop there, as it seems Mahadev is keen to shoot himself in the other foot as well. We all know the the we all know often. We all know often that the customer is wrong, but this was handled badly. And Mehadev has unaddressed inferiority issues. <laughs> shop at the Bay Tree next time, mate, which is probably another health food shop. Lord Spring simply says a down-to-earth reply. Yep. I think it's called Earth Food, but still. Hilarious. Mikey to Gorgeous says, The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Mahatma Gandhi. Food for thought, maybe. Oh, yeah. Um... And Ferry Fan says, is this the same earth foods that used to be in Old Christchurch Road in the 80s? I remember going in there and there were baskets of... (laughs) I remember going in there and there were baskets of manky semi-rotten veggies, blacking carrots and shriveling up greens. I never went in there again. Might have changed over the years, but it appears the rotten is in the customer service now. Now, Rob, I have to say when I read this story, you know what I'm going to say? I did think that baskets of manky semi-rotten vegetables, blacking carrots and shriveled up greens... Is a classic episode title. Do you know what? I was trying, I, I, this is ridiculous because I was trying to think how we could fit all three onto one title, although it would be ridiculous. Uh, great stuff says clearly the soul that was once embodied Basil Fawlty has reincarnated as <laughs> Madev. Great fun. I shall be getting all my health food requirements from in the future. I hope the shop assistant is from Barcelona. Uh, let Common Sense Prevail says what were the tablets for anyway? Anger management? No, that would be too ironic. Yeah, well, no, yeah, we're going. Yeah. And uh, Vic Vic says Mahadev is clearly a despicable man with inferiority issues and evidently no business sense. This shop is utter rubbish anyway. Baytree is much cheaper and the staff are polite and helpful. I think he might work for Baytree, Rob. I... Well, second person who said that the, uh, the who <laughs> yeah. recommended. Maybe they, uh, maybe they, these two are in war with each other. Face it, they've, they've seen the opportunity. They've yeah. jumped to the comment section, <laughs> but that was too obvious. And to call the owner of their rival their rival health job despicable and with inferiority issues. <laughs> But to be, to be fair, I do think um, he's got uh, that sort of little man syndrome. I would uh, I would agree with that. Okay, Rob, you got a story for us? Yeah, this is from the uh, the Australian Journal. Um, the journalist is Gail McDonald. Now, this story apparently features in the Daily Mail, so I apologise first and foremost. The thing that astounded me is, I wonder if they've... they've, they've... I've noticed, Rob, that the, the, the big papers will pick up the stories often a bit later than we do, and that's why we are the most trusted name in local news. But I think what's happened is, because this this happened to a, a local resident, they've lifted it from the Daily Mail's website. Oh, right. <laughs> because there were 339 comments on the story. Now, the most you can expect on an uh, Australian Journal story is about four. You're telling me you think they've lifted the comments? I think they've lifted it every the entire story and just rebranded it. But anyway, we'll get into it. Um, the headline. Mother's tattoo branded disgusting by Marks and Spencer's cashier. <laughs> a mother... Is he a happy cock? It's not, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Not. <laughs> uh, I really want to know what this tattoo is. You'll see them. You can't Good. miss them. A mother left Marks and Spencer's in floods of tears after a cashier... <laughs> After cashier branded her tattoos disgusting. Look, so we've just gone. We've got. We've had lots of bad customer service we stories have. this week. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Henson said she was upset and insulted by the way the cashier spoke to her at the Castle Point store. The thirty-year-old, the thirty-five-year-old said a customer tutted at her and made comments about the tattoos on her neck and arms. 
When the mother of two spoke to the cashier about the incident, the Marks and Spencer employee told her she was not surprised and asked why she had mutilated her body. It was absolutely horrible, Mr Henson told the Daily Mail online. Sorry, go back over that again. Why did this person ask her why she mutilated her body? What was said to So her? what happened was, so that there was a customer when she was curing that tutted at her. And obviously she's taken offence to this. The mother of two then spoke to the cashier about the incident and the Marks the ca- and Spencer... The cashier said, I'm not surprised they tutted you when you mutilated your own body. Uh, yeah, and then she said, why? Um... It was absolutely horrid, Miss H- Henson told the Daily Mail online. It's my choice to have tattoos, and I do not expect people to judge me for it. Miss Henson said her husband, who was uh, who has run the John Henson Tattooist in Bournemouth <laughs> for more than 30 years, has done most of the work. She said, I mentioned that I had a, had a tattoo shop, and she said, as in the, the, the cashier said, it doesn't matter if you're at a tattoo shop. I don't see painters and decorators go out and cover themselves in paint. Bloody hell. Uh, the employee this who has since the wife of my dad, my dad, dad. <laughs> the, the employee who has since resigned from the company resigned then, uh, <laughs> yeah. sacked yeah then allegedly said my husband would never hurt me like that and said why would you want that uh, why would you want to have the pain of them are you something are you weird or something I don't think there's a suggestion that the husband was forcing her to have the tattoos no it was, wakes it was, up in her sleep and she, she's getting a tattoo no, done she wasn't strapped to the chair and she was, she was tattooing well, as far as we know but what, what, why would you have the pain of them or are you weird or something I mean that's quite mm. judgmental Miss mm. Henson said I feel this is a disgusting way to treat another human being and even worse with it being from someone who is supposed to be, uh, be well, supposed to be using good customer service skills and working in Marks and Spencers yeah. I'd expect That's, this in a, in a, in a lower in price. Tesco's or Asda uh, you can say that, Rob. I haven't said it. Allegedly. No, good luck with the corporate things. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'll be a character witness. I'll send you down. The, the, I don't really understand why she brought the next sentence into it. My son is autistic, which is extremely hard work. Uh, and it's a hard... Sorry. I feel for you, but it's completely irrelevant yeah. to this story. And it's hard enough work... Uh, as You it, don't need to say anything. You, you didn't need not to be insulted because your son's autistic. You, ju- it was, you, you could have just stopped. It's you, fine. It's, your son's not actually mentioned in the story. You've brought him in for no apparent reason. Yeah, um, Yeah. so my son, is, uh, my son is autistic, which is extremely hard work, and it's hard enough job. Hard job looking after him. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, without hearing this on a, on a stressful day with him. Um... <laughs> Sorry, it's the next. Miss Henson said she was initially offered a cream tea as an, as an apology by Marks and Spencer, but declined the offer. Oh, Marks and Spencer, what are you doing? That's patronising. It but it's such a Marks and Spencer's response, isn't it? Have a cream tea. <laughs> a scone? Not even a scone with it, no? I like to think they, they posted it to her. <laughs> um, instead, the... Brilliant. The, instead, the store sent a, a summer basket to the Springwood campus, a special student at Lingwood School which is where Mr. Henson's 10-year-old uh, autistic son attends. Again, there's no reason why... I don't understand why it was sent to her son. What, He's what, not involved in the story. This? Yeah. Miss Henson said, Mark Spencer did deal with this Unless in a very pressure manner. Unless the tattoos autistic son. Which would be weird. It would be. Um... Miss Henderson, uh, Mark Spencer did deal with this in a very professional manner, and it was resolved a couple of days after. Rob, the just to check, you haven't missed anything. Is that, does does that tattoo involve my son is autistic? It doesn't say anything. tattooed on her forehead. No, <laughs> no, literally, there's no other reason. <laughs> and it's bloody hard work. Yeah, I leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't want the cashier to be fired, but I thought she might need some training. So again, we don't know she has been fired, although she did leave the company shortly afterwards. As I said, there were 339 comments. I, I, I've tried to pick out some, but... Did you actually read them all? No, no, no. Sorry. I'm not like a mid. Um, I've been listening to that, Sarah. <laughs> right. Right. Caleb Moldert. Can I see the pictures first? Oh, so yeah, sorry, yeah, of course you can. I want to be able to make a judgment before I listen to these comments. I will. Let me bring it up for you. There you go. I'm intrigued. They're not... They're known as they're known in the industry as sleeves. If anyone knows yeah, what they're that not, is, they're not disgusting. So basically, she just looks it like her, her, she just her, looks, yeah, she just looks like a heavily tattooed person. Which she is, yeah, yeah. But it's, I wouldn't describe that's her. That's her. That's what she, now, it's, it's what she wants to do. Exactly. And now, the, when we come on to the comment, this is the reason I think it's for it's to be lifted from the Daily Mail's website. Now, if anyone has never checked out the Daily Mail online, please please Don't. go on there and just read the comment section. Well, dude, they don't need any more fucking hits. Don't avoid the temptation. I think is that still the most popular yep. news website in the world? Yes. Jesus. News in inverted quotes. Yeah. So uh Caleb Mulder says, if you're looking for a second opinion, they are horrid. 
I think the cashier was. I don't having... think she was. Sorry, I don't think she was. No, no. I think just he's, he's, he's just got confused. Yeah. Um, I think the, the cashier was having a last a last dig before a plan of resignation. Uh, no. High treason says they they certainly do not add to our looks. Uh, Rudolf Hucker says perhaps the truth hurts. Rudolph Fucker, yeah. yeah. Uh, back of the net said, you went to the mail. Any sympathy I had for you was gone. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Ginny NZ says, I have nothing against tattoos. You can't judge a person by them. But so many think that they, they can. The eminent employee needs to be severely reprimanded and an apology needs to be made to this lady. The eminent shop assistant needs to get off her high horse and accept people, uh, accept people as they are. Stuck up, bitch! <laughs> 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 this lady helps to pay her wage. That's true. Yeah, it's true. She paid, she's not paid servitude though, Rob. She's not a fucking prostitute. <laughs> Maybe in M&S they like to speak to people, human beings are human being. To be fair, I think M&S is the only store where the, the shop students actually look down on the customers. MMM4 <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, her husband, quoting the article, her husband's done most of the work. Oh, sorry, the, hus- her, the husband has done most of the artwork. Ha ha ha. He... <laughs> He thought a bucket of paint over her. Nice chap he must be. Oh well, never mind. A nice cream cheese should put things right. <laughs> nice Cheshire for M&S. <laughs> and like I said, it just it just goes on and on. And uh, uh, I mean... I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, I, 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 I... Rob, I, it's up, Rob, it's all right. Rob, I, Rob. I can't can, do it, Alex. I can't no, do no, it. No, 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 no. If, if you cannot wade through the comments on stories from the Daily Mail, you shouldn't have to be doing it by proxy via the... Uh, is it Stroud News and Journal? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no. It's okay. Thank you. Now it's time for our listener story segment of the week. And uh, as people, no, not the listener story segment of the week, it's our listener story of the week segment. And as regular listeners will know, for the last eight episodes or so, we've been doing this to the sound of a campfire because let me just dim the lights, Rob. Because Rob and I, for some reason, decided that as we approach the end of this podcast, we like to feel like men sitting around the campfire being men yeah that sounds a bit broke back um, can you set the scene Rob oh sorry yeah of course so sit down on a log if, if you've got one available if not just some rudimentary um, twigs twigs yeah or uh, moss will do as well um, and just imagine the scene you're in a forest clearing the Sun is slowly setting over the, the canopy. And the beautiful... The canopy mid- of branches. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not, not, not the... Uh, there isn't actually a canopy. No, 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 that, that'd be ridiculous. Tent. We're not, we're not in a tent. That'd Don't be ruin it, Alex. Sorry. So, as, as sunset sets uh, 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 across the, the forest canopy, you can see the, the oranges and the, and the pinks of the night sky. And uh, as the, the bats and... Uh, owls. Owls, yes. And other night creatures, cats... Uh, um, moles start to come out and make their their noises. I invite you to to sit around the camp campfire and, and warm up as the sun sets. So close your eyes and just imagine as I get my lighter out and slowly light the fire. There it is, reassuring, <clears throat> reassuring crackle there of the campfire as I put on another leg of that elk that we that we found. Yeah. Can I just say that Alex? It, it smells delicious. Yeah, I bought it from Asda. It's, it's 13 months out of date, but... Uh... Well, you know, we'll cook it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Now, I'm going to go straight into this, because I'm going to go... I'm going to say who it's from later, but I don't want to give any... I think... The, I'm just going to go into it. Let's it's not our names, is it? So, we're going to start with a bit of background. So, this is the birth of the Akubu Nature Reserve in the Gambia. My story begins in 1969 with a man called Eddie Brewer and a group of tribesmen. Where's this from, Rob? Uh, this is from the, the Gambia Experience website. Right. Just, Alex, just, just get into the... You need to hear the background of the story to really get a right. feel of okay. it. So, yeah, my story begins in 1969 with a man called Eddie Brewer and a group of tribesmen called, called on Brewer as the officer in charge of the Gambia Forestry Division to shoot a, to shoot a leopard that they were claiming was eating their pigs. The leopard lived in Akubu, an area of dense vegetation protected from, from ground growers and pig keepers by a high fence. Following the leopard tracks through a hole in the fence, Brewer was literally amazed at the lushness of variety of plants growing there. 
Realising the area was of great natural importance, he started lobbying the government to declare the area a nature reserve. Meanwhile, in 1996, here in the UK, an organisation called Eager Heights was formed. (laughs) Like Brewer, they passionately believed in promoting awareness of the natural world through education. Starting with around 30 birds of prey, their exciting display soon became popular and the centre rapidly expanded. It now houses between 150 and 200 birds at any one time. As well as a newly built reptile house. It's not really a lot of birds, really, when you think about it. <laughs> as well as a newly built reptile house. That's new. They also have various mammals on display, including meerkats, Asian short clawed otters, and a cheetah. <laughs> I recently spoke to Alan Ames, founder of Eagle Heights, to find out a bit more about what they do. Our main conservation work in UK education. I personally believe that education is very important, as it stimulates and hopefully maintains interest in the diminishing natural world. Not an easy task in the technological world of today. When I'm in the UK, I visit as many schools, colleges and universities as possible, taking with me four b- different birds of prey. Where is he when he's not in the UK? You are. Where is he when he's not in the UK? In the Gambia. In the Valley of the Abyss. <laughs> we also breed various eagles and other birds. Great for pres- preserving the species, but without conserving the, their natural habitat. They are destined to become live museum exhibits, said Alan Ames. Just a touch of what happened. Stephen sent us an email earlier this week. Our Eagle Heights correspondent. Our Eagle Heights correspondent. That is his official title. Our Eagle Heights correspondent on the ground. Maybe he could travel to a Gambia and see where it all started for us. Alan, this was a story... Well, this was an advert from the Gambia Experience... And the next paragraph of that uh, that story basically starts Eagle Heights in Gambia. Uh-oh. Alan Ames has gone intercontinental. So is that why he's disappeared from Eagle Heights here? Because we said in that last story, where's he gone? Because there was no mention of him. He's setting out. Uh, he's he's basically trying he's... to establish an Eagle Heights in the Gambia, where animals will attack uh, patrons. Yes, but there they're allowed to do so. <laughs> So I'm going to read, I wanted to give you a bit of background. I'm going to read you. There's more. The, the way. How did Stephen find this? Well, who knows? He's a great correspondent. Can I just say? He's putting us to shame, Rob. He really has. He's a journalist. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's true. He's actually excelled himself. So Stephen writes. Well, 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 gents. At first, I found this. Gives a link to the story. Genius, I thought. The man cannot be tamed, contained by one continent alone. No, he can't. And then I found this. Right. And proceeded to giggle. Lots. According to it, he is still the boss of Eagle Heights. He's given us the links to Alan Ames' Facebook page. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. I'm not sure we should ever... Do we ever want Alan Ames to find out about this? Probably I am so by no means disclosing this because I really think he would track me down and kill me. Uh, well, and me. Yeah, and you as well. Also newsworthy are the reviews of Eagle Heights on its Facebook page. So Eagle Heights also has a Facebook page. To be fair, I did. I did, had been saving it up and I never got around to it. I did once look at the reviews on TripAdvisor and there were some, there were some corkers. That he's, I think the same the suggestion is the same. To their credit, there are lots of positive reviews. 99, 99% of them, however, the following are the one, star, uh, the one star ones. Some people have a wonderful way of words. So two one star reviews. Oh, brilliant. Eagle Heights. Manky cheaters. <laughs> Not far. Boring arrows spent here. No <laughs> cheetah or otters are as advertised in their flyer. Lots of empty pens. Where are the otters? <laughs> Where are the otters? <laughs> I can the cheetahs eating them. <laughs> I can understand wanting to see a cheetah. But yeah. being sad that you missed out on the otters. Yeah. Uh, the goats you couldn't get close enough to see. And the, st- the goats you couldn't get close enough to see. Yeah, look, there are goats over there, like the, the pinpricks on the horizon. How far away are the fucking goats that you can't see them? I reckon they're just cardboard carts of goats. <laughs> yeah, they're goats. What, those things over the distance? You see yeah. those things? They're goats, I guarantee it. You came here to see goats, you've got a fucking goat, that's a problem. Uh, and the staff we spoke to were abrupt. £24 for three of us to get in. £24 for three of you, right. And had a better, better time with a fishing net down at Ainsford River for free. Yeah, you can uh, catch some condoms there. That's true. Uh, the second review, the whole place is a dive. I feel so sorry for the animals. Staff have no understanding of the animals or environmental enrichment. I hope the place gets banned from keeping animals. <laughs> <laughs> and as Steve puts in his email, keep it local, Steve. And they can't take down these reviews from the Facebook page, is that right? Apparently so. Right. 
I'm, what I'm going to have to do... Keep it local. Keep it... That's, what, that's a good... That's, that's a, hell, that's good as well. I don't, we, Steve, we, we're going to have to commandeer that. Fuck. We're going to have to start saying at the end of the podcast, keep it local. So your... your, your, your was it most trusted source of local news? Yeah, well, no, that's the, the most The most trusted name in local news. But we should sign off with keep it local. Do you, I think keep it local should maybe a sign-off. Yeah, that's what I said, sign-off. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sign-off with keep it local. So there we go. I mean, that's 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 the story. I mean, although technically not a listener story, I thought people. Well, it is a little, what do you mean technically it's not a listener story? Well, technically it's, it's, an, ad- it's, it's an advert for the website. It doesn't matter. It's still a story from a listener. He's updated us on the movement of Alan Parks. Uh, he's our Eagles Heights correspondent. You say you you said Alan Parks. <laughs> Did I, Alan, yeah. Parks. <laughs> Alan Parks. Alan Parks. <laughs> you mean Alan Lames, Alex? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of crossovers between Andrew Parks and Alan Ames. I mean, Andrew Parks and Alan Ames. Oh my God, I'm getting confused. They're all it's all partridge mixing into yeah, one. That's the problem. That really is the problem. So I'm not going to give the link out to uh, to Alan Ames's Facebook page for obvious reasons. I'm even I've clicked on the link, but I had to leave very quickly because I was scared I might click something and he might track me down. Well, on that note, we uh, leave episode. Uh, 121 behind Rob as we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation to episode 122 as we move ever more forward like a man setting up a twin safari park in the Gambia Mm. and uh, sleeping in his car at night with a shotgun to ward off any potential uh, naysayers or vandals. Um, Just like that, we look forward, Rob, uh, to, uh, to marching ever more forward to episode 200 which will be our next big milestone, Rob. Uh, anything you want to say? Not really. I, I just I, I I get the impression as well that the reason Alan Ames has gone over there is because uh, all all the behaviour over there is perfectly legal and he can't get arrested for it, especially the possession of a shotgun. Um, and probably maybe a semi-automatic. Mm, food for thought. Mm. Um, keep it local. Take care. God bless. Keep it local. No, you don't need to say it twice, Rob. Oh, I'm sorry. If you want to say it, you can be the one that says it. We'll, we'll agree that. In the interim, we'll agree it. Okay, so let's, let's try again, just so I get in the flow of things. Uh, do we need to check out with Steve first that we can't, are allowed to use that? You might copyright it. No, I think that's fair use now. Okay. He, he said it to us, he didn't copyright it, we're taking it. Okay. Uh, okay, take care. And keep it local. And God bless. We need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs>